everyone, it's Naomi Sneakus, and welcome to the Firecracker Department. I am so excited to share this week's episode with you. I mean, I'm always excited because I get to talk to really cool ladies. Uh, but this week, I'm going to share with you the very first Firecracker Department live panel discussion. We did this a couple weeks ago as part of the Canadian Screen Awards, and uh, it was just killer. It was just so much fun. Um, we had a panel of five gals. Uh, Karen Bruce, Scott Ferguson helped organize it. Big shout-outs to those two. And uh, the room was packed, and it was just this great hour discussion about creating and what it is to be a creator. Not necessarily what it is to be a woman creator, but to be just a creator. Because all these women, uh, Ally McDonald is a, an actress in Cardinal, but she's also creating like her own music. And uh, Friday Myers is a, a, um, a set designer, um, but she's also creating teams. Like everybody's sort of just, I don't know, stepping it up a notch in the power department. And uh, I just love that. You know, there's this great clip on YouTube right now um, as part of the uh, March for Our Lives uh, movement. This 11-year-old uh, named Naomi Wadler, great name, uh, and she spoke so eloquently about this movement. But one of the things she said uh, was repeating a quote of Toni Morrison's, which was, if somebody isn't writing the stories that you want to read, go out and write them. And this panel of women are absolutely doing that. You know, it, it is something that I tell people when they say, how do I get into acting or writing or directing? I say, you know, I mean, Nike said it, not the first for sure. Nike didn't say it first, but I'm, they've said it so many times that you believe they did. Uh, just do it. Just go out there, write those stories, start an improv group, film something on your iPhone, just go and create things. And uh, this panel of gals really really kicked it up a notch. I was reading an article um, in the LA Times recently, and I'm going to include this uh, as part of our posting. But it's talking about the uh, presence of the female director in our community in 2018. And, you know, until, I would say until a year ago, I really thought that that glass ceiling was not as present as it is. And then I suddenly woke up and went, oh, crap, it's it's so much more present and we have so much more work to do and so much more fight to fight. Uh, and, you know, this article goes on to talk about how, um, you know, Catherine Bigelow, who won the Oscar for The Hurt Locker in 2010, was the first woman. The first woman. It's insane. The first woman director to win. There's a huge power imbalance in what's going on in our industry. And, you know, I talk about this because I feel like this panel is, are, they're making steps in the right direction, and I'm so charged about it. Um, you know, folks like Greta Gerwig, Jill Soloway, uh, Ava DuVernay, um, they're all directing because because that's the way they had to do it. They were in writer's rooms, like Jill Soloway was, was in writer's rooms for um, Six Feet Under, and then she was like, I want to direct. Like, I get that feeling that you watch all these these male directors that are getting their first chances at directing going, well, why can't I have a first chance? And um, you got to take it upon yourself. You got to take the initiative to write something, direct something, start an improv group, just go out and start something. And here's the thing with starting things. You don't have to do it by yourself. You can find somebody else who has that same thought, you know. In, in improv, if you want to start a group, find somebody that also wants to start one. If you want to direct something, find somebody that also wants to produce something. There's people out there that want to be part of teams. That much I know. 
um, Reese Witherspoon started a production company that is uh, focusing on telling female-driven stories. And she's putting her own money behind it, which people say you're not supposed to do because it's really dangerous as a producer. But I love that kind of commitment. And uh, I believe in that. So sitting with these women on this panel was just such, um, I don't know, it was just really inspiring. I use that word a lot. I'm inspired a lot on this podcast. Can't help it. Uh, but it was so great. And they're so uh, driven and um, conscious of what they are doing and how they're producing. And I think that's really important. In a discussion um, earlier this year uh, with uh, Sandra O oh, when I did something with um, Actra LA, and Sandra O oh talks about how, like, whatever power you have, use it. So if you have a little bit of power and you notice that there's an imbalance in um, gender diversity in a team, say something. And if you have a lot of power, say a lot of things. <laughs> I just think that's important. Anybody who's producing a show, whether it's a small show at a little bar or a huge show, make sure there is balance of, of gender diversity, of uh, ethnicity diversity. That's our job right now. And if there isn't, call people on it. Say, I don't understand why you don't have anybody representing any minorities. Or say, I don't understand why you don't have any females on your roster. Let's talk about this out loud. Let's tweet. Let's post. We have the power to actually start these conversations. So let's do it. All right, here we go with the very first Firecracker Department live panel discussion. Uh, click on all our different social media things and um, see some swanky new Firecracker Department swag t-shirts that this team got. Uh, and um, don't forget to share, to like, to subscribe. Don't forget to uh, tune in when we have our discussion the last Sunday of every month on Facebook and Instagram. Love to have you part of the discussion. So here we go, the very first Firecracker Department live panel discussion. So, so excited to share it with you. Don't forget, while you're listening to it, why not uh, subscribe on our iTunes account? Or maybe do a little like or a post. It all helps us, and we'd love to have you part of the department. Don't forget to tune in the last Sunday of every month where we talk about the Firecracker Spark Question of the Month. Always love to have you part of the discussion. Here we go, the Firecracker Department live panel discussion from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hello. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Happy International Women's Day. Right? Thank you guys all for coming out this morning. We really, really appreciate you all being here. We have such a fantastic day lined up. So I hope that you are all here for the entire day. Um, I'm going to say a few words. I'm going to introduce our lovely host doing the podcast today. And then she's going to introduce all the wonderful women on the podcast that are all nominated for a Canadian Screen Award this year. Please help me welcome Naomi to the stage. Hi, everyone. Oh. Is this on? Yes. Hi. Great. This is fantastic. Welcome to the Bell Media Box. Welcome to a panel that I am so excited to share with you, Women in the Biz. And uh, welcome to the very first Firecracker Department panel discussion. I'm so excited to have you all here. Yes. Um, Thank you so much for, for coming out at a 10 o'clock in the morning. Firecracker Department, for those of you who don't know, is a podcast that we've been doing for about a year. And it's celebrating and recognizing firecracker women in our industry. 
it's been amazing. Carousel Pictures and myself and Grace Matthews, we've been producing it. And it's been such a rewarding uh, podcast to produce and be part of. And every time I talk to these ladies, it's just months of inspiration. My head explodes a little bit. And uh, so I'm so excited. If you haven't checked out uh, Firecracker Department, please go and check it out after this or during. Guys, everybody, just go on your phone. Doesn't bother me. Um, you can hear with your ears and keep your head down. Doesn't bother. Uh, but you'll miss some pretty great facial expressions. So here we go. We're going to introduce our um, Firecracker panel. As I said, this is our very first. So you guys are here for the groundbreaking event. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, anything else I have to tell you about? No. All right. Uh, let's welcome to the stage, randomly, because I just randomly put these notes down. Um, this gal is uh, a set decorator. Uh, as she hears her name, she'll be like, I think that's me. It's like the price is right. Um, she is a set decorator for Sensitive Skin and Mary Kills People. Uh, she is also set uh, designed for Anne with an E, which is up for an, uh, an award, a CSA this year. Please welcome Friday Myers. Friday. Pick a chair. Any chair. I'm going to keep it going. Uh, this gal um, just wrote, performed, produced uh, a great movie called Great, Great, Great. It's in the title. And uh, she's also the chair of the uh, Breakthrough Films. Please, uh, She's nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Welcome, Sarah Koloski. Uh, this is a pal of mine. We share a uh, dog park and, and lots of laughs. You know her from Young Drunk Punk. And uh, last, oh, she's also from um, House at the End of the Street. was super, super creepy, but it's fantastic. And last night, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her role. And she also won for Cardinal. Please welcome Allie McDonald. Uh, this is a this is a gal who's in my comedy community. She's uh, seen on Toronto Sketchfest stage, Bad Dog, uh, Sheedoff Festival, and she's just created, produced, starred in. I'm sure she did craft services because that's what you do in Canada. And she's nominated for best uh, web series or program for her uh, series called Note to Self. This is Rocky Mozaria. <laughs> And finally, we've got a fantastic gal. She is a director. She is up for the John Dunning Discovery Award. She um, did a documentary called The Power of Love about Celine Dion. And she just directed um, this amazing movie called Wexford Plaza. If you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. Uh, please welcome Joyce Wong. <laughs> fantastic. Hey, welcome, gals. How's everybody going? Thank you. Yeah, you're doing well. You all have your mics. Did you? Oh, that's gonna be yours Friday, so we need to hear you. Yes. How's yes. everybody doing? Just give me. I'm hello. spilling coffee hello. on myself. Yes. Oh, there wow. we go. Spill coffee as you want. It's on radio. Do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, it's great to have you here. I'm so excited for all your nominations. Ali, congratulations last Thanks. night and for being up Thank this you. morning. After. Thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised I you did didn't it. Bring your award with you. Just be like, I wanted to. Actually, that's not true. My dad really wanted me to. Yeah. I didn't want to. I thought that's it would fair. be a little. Because if parents have seen us through the struggles, they want to see us oh, through the good my times, My dad was too. bawling last Yeah, week. that's an embarrassment, <laughs> Dad. That's just humiliating. No. Uh, Is this that the dad? dad. <laughs> yeah. In the front oh row? God. Front and center. <laughs> my goal is to make you cry during this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so what do you say? Uh, what's it like being nominated for a Canadian Screen Awards? What does that mean to you to be a Canadian creator, 
Uh, let's start with Sarah. It's it's amazing. I spent, I don't know, uh, around four years uh, getting my film made from the, the initial idea to uh, having it screened at the Canadian Film Fest last year. And uh, yeah, it just came out of this little idea that my friend Adam Garner-Jones and I had. We wanted to make a low-budget feature and yeah, to be nominated for Best Original Screenplay feels really empowering. Like we came up with an idea that's acknowledged as, you know, something really good and yeah. It, it's, yeah, it feels great. Did you have that in your mind? Like this is going to get nominated. This is <laughs> going to be the first movie on the moon. Uh, yes. <laughs> first movie on the moon, yeah. Um, no, yeah, you just, you have no idea how the film is going to be received and you, we just tried to stay true to the, the idea that we set out to make and we didn't, we hoped that people would um, connect with it and, and they really did. So it's mm-hmm. been super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. I watched the other day oh, and it's uh, great, great, great is great, great, great. Uh, you. That's your review. That's what's going to come out. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, what about you, <laughs> Joyce? What, what's it like for you being nominated? Because you, uh, you have some great directing skills in your, in your back pocket. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. This is an amazing thing to be nominated and to be recognized by the community in Toronto, especially since the movie is about this place called Wexford Plaza, which is in the, the GTA area. And, um, and also, just all the glamour and the glitz of it. Oh, is, so much glamour, It's huh? fun. Yeah. I mean, she's, you don't see her um, on radio, but she's wearing a tiara. <laughs> it's extraordinary. Uh, what about you, Racky? Yeah, 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 yeah. Super empowering. Exactly what Sarah said. I uh, made these videos before CBC came on board. I made five of them just with, like, filmmakers and friends that I wanted to work with from the money that I got while serving, like my tip, tip out money. <laughs> and um, yes, I did do craft for a lot of it. Yeah, that's what you do. And then when CBC came on board, it became this really exciting thing. And then uh, I was like, okay, these, nominate, these things are coming up. Maybe I'll put some money in a, you know, see if, see if anything happens. And when I got the nomination, it was like, you had to be really quiet in that room. <laughs> Did anyone know? Yeah, you have to be, be cool, really, for really sure. cool. And I, I was not cool at all. I screamed when yours came up. Oh, I was like, yeah. woo And someone looked around, they were like, who are you? Like, She's my friend. I know her struggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Because right. it's wrong to cheer for strangers, right? Yeah. I don't know her, but woohoo! Yeah. Now you'll have to leave. Uh, and also, you created this yourself. And I'll tell you something that it does honor the fact that if your material is good it doesn't matter if you shoot on a film on a phone like your the quality of your uh, yeah. web series looks really great but the jokes are fantastic yeah thank you yeah, yeah. I, I i worked on it for a while it was an idea that was in my head and i just worked through it and and i'm really pleased with how things turned out yeah couldn't have hoped for anything better what about you friday What's your world like? You've been through uh, sensitive skin, and you've had a long uh, career of design work. What's it like being nominated this year for Anne with an E? Um, well, first of all, I have to say how in awe of these women right? I am. Right? Like they're, they're you know taking something and it's their idea and they're blooming it, up, you know, making it come to fruition. Whereas I'm someone who works for years in conjunction with other people. They hire me. I go from show to show and. And hopefully I pick the projects that are, and I do, try to get some projects that are interesting to me, interesting to other people, and, you know, work like heck to make it um, beautiful mm-hmm. or ugly, as 
you know, whatever the directors and the other people who are, you know, want to, uh, sorry, their vision, mm-hmm. realize. So, yeah, I'm thrilled to be nominated, and I hope to be nominated again if get yeah. the better work, right? Yeah, right. Well, keep it going. So with your with your work creatively, um, Ali, what's it like being on set with Cardinal now that you have an award? Are you going to be treated differently? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a star now. I went from being an award-nominated actress yesterday to an award-winning actress. Oh, boy. Thank you. Already. Thank you. Already. You really yeah, should have just her bought out it. Of here. Take her out of here. You're not Canadian anymore. <laughs> What, uh, let me ask you this, Allie. What's the uh, credit on your IMDb that you're most proud of? Okay. Hmm. Okay, Cardinal, Cardinal was pretty spectacular because I've done a lot of, like, comedy and horror movies, like Running Through the Woods, Covered in Blood, Screaming. Yeah, and that wasn't even filmed. <laughs> yeah. Cardinal was, like, a really beautiful drama, like, this beautiful, dark, uh, mesmerizing piece of art, and I'm really, really proud of it. Um, Okay, there's a pilot that I did (laughs) that I'm super proud of that no one has ever heard about or seen, so I think I'm going to have to say this. It was this pilot called Cinnamon Girl, And I flew to L.A. to test for it after I sent in my tape. And I was, like, young and super doe-eyed and excited. and Unlike now. Super (laughs) grisly. I know. I'm jaded now. Um, And I get to this audition, and, like, Renee Zellweger is like, you're amazing. Like, and oh, dude. So she basically cast me. Yeah, Renee. Yeah, we're buds. So she basically cast me to play, like, kind of a fictionalized young version of herself. Like, oh my God. Do you, Okay, this is why I'm glad I brought you it up. You are my idol. <laughs> Rocky, I hope you always have those kind of reactions. I hope, like, ten years from now, you're not like, I speak to Renee all the time. It's become a bore. Like, it's fantastic. Like, I love her, and she was just, like, so nice and warm and just the sweetest woman. And, like, just going through that whole experience was so incredible. And I was... It, I think it was my first time being number one on or no maybe that was stage fright anyway I was a star and um yeah we shot this amazing pilot like and everyone was saying it was gonna get picked up it was gonna get picked up and then it didn't and I was so 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 sad um but how do you how do you deal with those kind of disappointments because there are a few in our industry oh there's many like as there's more hour to hour there's disappointments many many disappointments yeah yeah. It's mostly disappointment. So how do you yeah. deal with that? How do you get through the disappointments to keep on going? Uh, on? You drink. Right. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it, t- it takes a lot of work, mm-hmm. a lot of hard work and, and dedication to the idea that you are valid and worthy and someone saying no to you is just you know, you might not be right for something or they might have some, like there's a, a hundreds of thousands of other reasons that you might not get chosen to work on a project mm-hmm. and you just have to keep going and believe that you're doing what's right for you and, and be happy. The most important thing I find is that I need to be happy in my own life and like have built a life and have a good support system and friends and family and mm-hmm. be my dog. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And be happy. Cause like, otherwise if you're relying on people saying yes to you to feel like good about yourself, like 
you will not feel good right. about yourself. Joyce, did you have a lot of uh, no's before you started directing your own work, or were you just like, I'm just going to do my own thing? Um, yeah, I think from the, the very beginning, I wasn't, like, I'm, I'm a bit new to this, um, this whole thing, and so... <laughs> so I, I just didn't, I didn't know that um, it was that hard to make a feature film. So I kind right. of just jumped into it going, right. okay, yeah, like I, I have this idea, I really want to make it. Um, there's this cast that I really want to be in it. And so, yeah, I'll just do it, right? So it's kind of like um, the ignorance um, kind of propelled me. Yeah. And, and like every step of the way, it was like, oh, it's, it's probably not supposed to be this hard. I, I must be doing something wrong. So I'll just keep on going, you know? Yeah. And so <laughs> I've heard that sometimes that's good, though. If you don't know what's in front of you, you don't get scared. Sarah, exactly. The yeah. ignorance. I mean, you heard it here first. Um, did you find that, Sarah? Yeah, well, making I uh, produced and acted in a bunch of short films. And when I, I took on doing a feature, I was like, well, it's the same as a short film, just like on a bigger scale. It'll be, you know, seven times longer than the last short film I made. But all the same principles apply. No. <laughs> it's so much harder. Why is it harder? What's the difference between... You're, it's just a lot more expensive. And then you're like, where is this money going to come from? I don't know. Me, I guess. Uh, and, That's uh, so stressful. Y- yes, it, it was stressful. But, I mean, I, I had collaborated with um, my best friend, Adam Garner-Jones, who directed it, who I co-wrote it with. Uh, we'd been collaborating for years and years, so um, I felt really confident making something with him, and we went through production with our own money, and then we ran out of money when it came time to go to post, and then we had the experience of applying to Telefilm for mm-hmm. completion funding, and that was at a whole other level that I had Writing hadn't. a grant. There should be awards just for writing grants. Well, it's not even a grant, though. Like It's, it's, uh, it's equity funding. So, well, I don't know what equity funding no. is, so I had to like, no, throw all this my financial <laughs> um, so when you had no money, yeah. you had to sort of take. And I, I mean, I think we're all probably impatient people because we want to get to things now. So you had to take a break from your production. And uh, yeah, we had to. Well, we always in the back of our mind, we were like, yeah, yeah, we'll get a rough cut, show that to Telefilm, and they'll say yes, and it'll just be so easy. Uh, but no, it's not just that easy. You yeah. have to prove that you have something worthwhile for yeah. them to give you money, and uh, so that took some time. But yeah, just the whole like paperwork application process. I'm still just last night. I literally finished. I submitted my final deliverables to Telefilm that were due like almost a year ago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, but yeah, it just takes forever. I'm the only one doing it. So yeah, it's Rocky. A lot did you find that with your web series? Did you have a lot of like pre-funding planning? Pre-funding planning. Oh, that's when you before you start you. <laughs> where you're gonna get I she used her serving. So tips. yeah, that's I, there was a point where I was like, okay, I'm working at this serving job, collecting all these tips and money and blah blah blah. Like, what am I doing? Just going out and eating and going to karaoke. <laughs> like, yeah. I should maybe which has this, its value. Don't yes, any karaoke yes. fans here? Yeah, but you know, I wanted to make stuff, and and I wasn't going out on a ton of auditions. I was sort of new as an actor, and I was doing a lot of live comedy. And I was like, ugh, my my aunt can't come from Mississauga to see my show at nine o'clock on a Thursday because it's too long of a ride back. So I want to just make something so I can send her the video and she could watch it and be like, haha, my cousin, my you know uh, niece. niece, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I just started to put away money for that. We ran out of money. It was. Perfect timing. I ran out of money 
uh, for post at the same time, around winter time when it gets really slow in the serving industry, um, uh, to do post. And that's when someone from CBC saw me at a show perform, which was crazy. And uh, Twitter messaged me and was like, loved your stuff. Do you want to write for us or do some videos? And I was like, not going to write for you. Got videos. Let's do this. Nice. Nice, nice. And so then that gave you the extra kick home. That gave me (laughs) the ability to finish the project and make three more. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, how about you, Friday? When your your world is different, as you said, because people you sort of follow into a team. But where? Well, I was just thinking this when they're talking about how they're raising money. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the people that spends. Money. Yeah, yeah. I was right? thinking the same thing. You know, and it's like you know, I'm the evil one. But um, so you're the one going, going. I need a little bit more money. That's right. Yeah. Or I have to scrounge, and you know, and I have done independent. I mean, I'm I've been in this industry for a long time, and in the early days, I would do. Um, sort of producing and um, ADing on these half-hour shorts, people much like yourself would come to somebody like me and say, can you put a crew together? Can you do this? Can you do this? And I said, yes. And then I'd have to find the, the crew to do it and half the time say, this is what your job is and this is how you do it. This is how you design something for the show. Um, and, yeah, finding that money. I mean, I know what the struggle is. It's, you're, it's amazing that... Um, that uh, I have to say this, though, that I stopped doing that because I needed to make money, <laughs> finally, eventually, and now I'm in a, I'm in a union, unionized environment now, mm-hmm. and I'm in a, um, a place where I want to work on the bigger shows. I want to you know, be part of all that glitz and glamour, and I want to I work on the shows where I can spend a lot of money to make uh, great-looking films. Yeah, so. I get it. Do you have any uh, inclination to do your own project now that you're in that glitz and glamour of time? <laughs> like, stepping back and be like, no, I want to do something that's my... My baby? Um, I think I'd like to write, but that's, that's you know, in the background. That's, you know, on my time off or mm-hmm. whatever, and I do a little writing, and it's all very private at the moment. So yeah. That's so where we'll that goes. edit this part out because it's yes. so private. Yeah, it's I so got private. It. Yeah. I got it. Um, so when you guys are finding yourself creating, uh, how do you get through those roadblocks? Not financially, but how do you get through creative roadblocks or, um, like, emotional roadblocks? How do you guys deal that? Sarah, maybe you can start. Sure. Um, I try to remind myself of the joy that I find in um, in being on set, and <clears throat> especially like my great love is acting. And even if I I go to an audition and I don't get cast, I still love being in the room and the chance to you know perform for like two minutes. Uh, I really really love. So that's what I remind myself when I'm at home by myself submitting deliverables to telefilm mm-hmm. a year late. I'm like, why am I doing this? Oh, right, because I had the best time making this movie and being on set. And, um, uh, yeah, and I, I think that's, like, what you were saying, you can't look for um, uh, approval from other people. You have to find it in yourself, and that's uh, what I try to do as well. Just I mean, that's great on paper, joy. but it is hard. It, like, it is, yeah. No, there are days to, where like, you're just like, I'm just going to quit today. Just for 24 hours. Well, Tomorrow I'll start again, but 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need a break. I'm going on a very short vacation next week. I've not gone on vacation in like a year and a half. And, uh, but, but I think also, um, oh, I've just forgotten what I was going to say. Uh, uh, something smart. Oh, something yeah. Smart. No, you're very tough. <laughs> what about you, Rocky? How do you get through roadblocks when you, um, like, because you do a lot of live performing too? Yeah, you know, it sucks. Um, (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Sometimes you do a show and you come out of it and you just feel gross and you don't know why. And what I've started to do sometimes in auditions too is I have a a notebook and um, 
Also, I find with acting, like, you can prepare so much or you put a, lo a lot of time or effort into a specific audition, say, that is meaningful for you, and then it's over in literally a minute. Like, and it just feels like it, it never happened. Like, it was just, whoop, and then, okay, bye. You're on the <laughs> TTC home. And um, with all your makeup on, yeah. <laughs> you know, and dress yeah. so well. And um, <laughs> so I, I try, I keep a notebook now where I write down um, how the process went what I did that time, how I felt in the room, and how I feel after. And I feel just like acknowledging this information or this feeling really helps me move forward and feel like it's a process and that I'm, I'm working in a process of my life and career <laughs> versus, um, you know, versus today sucks. But also, I do eat a lot of um, Ed's Real Scoop in the East End. Sure. Which after auditions. That's, that's a surefire way of getting through roadblocks, for yes. sure. Ice cream. That's ice cream, right? That's not like some sort of It's ice cream. Thing. It's oh, really cool. good ice cream. <laughs> I haven't been, so who knows? I need, and so you should eat kale. Uh, what about you, Allie? How's your, how's your process? Can I about? circle back around? You love auditioning? No, 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 no. I don't love the process of auditioning. No, it just like the chance to perform. Uh, okay. because I yeah you go to auditions and you don't get cast but but I just love like the the chance to be in the room and like and perform for two minutes there are some people that do like auditions uh, auditioning well, is the worst I, yeah. I, I, I always like think that I'm really really gonna hate it and I get very stressed out before I go in the room yeah. but then when I'm there and I'm doing it I'm like I love it I love it I love it um, and then after I leave I'm like oh I'm probably not gonna book that and I'll try not to think about it but but just being there I'm like oh I just want this so much because I love it okay yeah. <laughs> I'll accept that answer. <laughs> but how? So those days when you need to pick yourself up, Allie, like you turn to your friends and things like that. Is that? Yeah. And are you creating your own stuff as well, like these the other folks? Um, I actually, I, I do music. Yeah, because yeah, you I were in Score music. the musical. Yeah. I, I was in this amazing movie called Score, yeah. a hockey musical. It's my first feature film. Thank yeah. you. Uh, quiet down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually do music. Um, so, so for me, like, I love acting. I love my job. Like, it's the best, most fun, like, easiest most of the time. Cardinal was not easy. Um, job ever. But um, my music, it, like, I do, I'm like a singer-songwriter. I write sad songs. Uh, <laughs> that's, like, more my passion, yeah, you should check out my stuff. Yeah. A younger Renee Zellberger sings. Huh? <laughs> oh, it was a musical. No, I know, but you just don't seem sad. Oh, no. <laughs> the, yeah. You're faking it really well today. I'm a great actress. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like my music is kind of my outlet for all of my... All of the emotions that I really have to kind of fight to control um everything comes out through my music mm -hmm. so that's my outlet mm -hmm. for all of the darkness and the sadness and everything that you know can't doesn't really i don't want to live like day to day so i kind of channel it all into my music mm -hmm. and uh, it's like it's a very separate thing for me that i'm very passionate about and acting is more like my career mm -hmm. my job i love yeah. my job but then my music is like my little secret thing yeah. like on the side. Joyce, do you find that with your directing stuff? Because I feel like Wexford Plaza was really personal for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like my outlet is, um, is just physical activity because what we do is so cerebral. Yeah. And um, 
the opportunities and the successes, um, they're not directly measured by the amount of effort that you, you put, as we all know. Yeah. And so I also do weightlifting. Come on. So, do you really? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's very, um, you know, the amount of days that you work out, the amount of, um, you know, 60% of the weights that you, you lift um, just attribute directly to, like, how much you can lift in the future. So just having something so measurable, like, yeah. roots you in the, the physical world and, you know... It's, it sort of makes sense for our world, too. Like, the amount of what you lift now will give you strength for the future. So if you work on your careers now, sure. see what I That's did there? Really yeah. A little deep. bit of connection That's with so your deep. weightlifting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see some push-ups, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, so, and when you were writing Wexford Files, uh, Wexford Files, Wexford Plaza, <laughs> what's Wexford Files? Um, was that part of your your upbringing? That like that strip mall quality? Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, it, it was very personal. Um, the The idea came from this nostalgia I had for the strip malls that I grew up in, and that are now getting torn down mm-hmm. and changed into big box stores. Or condos, and so um, so I, don't know, I was driving to my grandma's house um, like like a, five years ago, I guess six years ago um, now, and um, I remember seeing that all these these strip malls were going away, and I was like, oh, like oh, like I, I need to do something about it. But it's not like I'm like a, a policy person at the Toronto Heritage <laughs> Minister's <laughs> office, or uh, it's a fake, fake title, but. Um, <laughs> Probably not. It probably does exist. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I guess I, I could make a film about this. And so that's where the, the core of the idea first started, this nostalgia I had mm-hmm. for these, these strip malls. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like everything that we're doing is so personal that it is easy to be motivated because it's personal. Your story is personal. Mm-hmm. Your acting is personal. Your design, everything that we do. Um, I want to talk a little bit about teamwork because, um, Friday, you're in, in teams a lot with your design work. Do you build your own teams? Um, Yes, and that's and that's quite important actually because it's um, you work in conjunction with so many other departments and you have to to get along and you and it changes every project you go on to and that's I think um, quite uh, you know singular to film mm-hmm. where you have a um, where you come together for a short amount of time you create something but you have to have this language a special language that you that everybody understands and you. Um, all adhere to. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, when it comes to to set decorating, um, it's really important to have that language between uh, you yourself and then the people who have to fulfill your vision. Right. And so that you know becomes the buyers and the lead men and the dressers and all those people that just go and pick up furniture and move it. Yeah. So. Um, whether or not they come from a place of wanting to be in film because it's a creative, wonderful process that they've always wanted to do or whether it's just because they want a job. Right. They have to at least have some sort of um, idea of what you're doing and you have to be able to explain that to them and, and, and inspire them yeah. or manage them or whatever. All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you above. do that? Like, I feel like that has to be, that has to be such a pressure to inspire and motivate because nobody I was thinking last night in the um, award ceremony nobody gets up and they were like oh thanks this is all me I did this all by myself (laughs) everybody has this team of people around them whether it's actors designers directors there's a team of people that support so how do you lead tell me what your secret is (laughs) what my secret is well that's come from a long road of being 
those people who have been led. Right. And so you learn as you go. It's not as if, it's not like a corporate place where people go to classes and things like that, although I have to say our union does its best to give us the tools that we need to succeed and to try and develop it that way, professional development. But it also comes from, uh, you know, uh, being led by great people, being inspired by great people, being um, seeing, seeing the best way people work with, mm-hmm. and I believe in a method of encouragement or, you know, aligning myself with the people who have the same vision. You know, that's, that's it's hard to say this in about 30 seconds or less, but that's sort of how I, I my philosophy nowadays is yeah. that. And um, and I've been really, really lucky the last few projects where they've been heavily weighted with women. And I wanted to, to get that out there, where, where Mary kills people. Yeah. And Anne with an E, like a lot of the directors, and most of the directors, and most of the producers. And Mary kills people was almost across the board, all women. And, um, and sense of skin, about women, you know. Mm-hmm. So choosing those projects and getting those projects and then surrounding yourself with people who also think, I want to be on that. I mm-hmm. want to work with you on that. And it's about listening. And, yeah. it's, and that's how, that's all I can think of. Right I love now. that. I love it. I, I want to come back to the, the female aspect of our industry, but I want to talk, uh, Sarah, talk to me about your team building. Cause yeah. when you're doing independent, it's one thing mm-hmm. when you have money and then it's <laughs> yeah. another thing when every phone call is, can you do me a favor? Yeah. It's uh so much about uh, asking for favors that you know you never really will be able to repay to people um, and and knowing that this is like your one shot to ask for a big favor right. and when it's a feature film and you have a lot of online um, that's yeah that's what makes it more stressful than a short film you just feel like this is really important yeah. and I need like no to, pressure huh? yeah, yeah yeah I need to pull in every possible favor I can but, um, yeah, when we were crewing up for Great, 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 Adam and I um, mostly worked with people that we had gone to school with. Uh, we went to, Adam and I met at Ryerson's film program. And so our friend James Klopko uh, came on to shoot the film. And um, our, our friend Michael Piero edited the film. And um, our friend Dave Arcus, who didn't go to Ryerson, but we, worked, we started working with him while we were at Ryerson. He did the music. And um, we just tried to work with people that we uh, already had a relationship with, that we knew, understood, and really supported the project. Mm-hmm. And um, and everyone was working on a deferral, so it was really like, yeah, we, we were just so indebted to those people who gave us their time. Yeah, let's, let's talk about... Um, Rocky, tell me a little bit about your cheerleaders and people that have inspired you to, to do what you're doing. Um, yeah, I had a, a group of two women who, uh, we decided, hey, we're going to do this thing where we meet a couple times a month and we're just going to put together writing and, uh, share it with each other and we're going to give each other notes and, uh, move forward from that. And, and it was really, really great. It, we, it was kind of like a writer's group, but it was also like, career development group (laughs) where we would get together and just sort of talk about things that we saw, like opportunities we saw coming up and how we could tap onto those opportunities. Um, That's where I kind of developed the idea. I would bring the scripts to them and we would chat about them and they would either be like, yeah, that that rocks or that doesn't 
rock. I never say rock. I don't know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> Microphones like, bring out the weirdest I thing. know. Who am I? Um, so uh, I, I think that I was very, very fortunate to find... Um, a group of women and, uh, you know, some really close friends who I could share work with and, and get honest opinions. Um, and that I never felt like I was being criticized or that it wasn't being, you know, it was just really, it was really, really lovely to have someone tell you something and, and you really, really trust their opinion. Mm-hmm. So you're like, dope, I know what you're saying. Yes, I'm going to take that note or no, I'm gonna not going to take that note and I know why. Do you know what, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's so hard. It's important to have people give you notes. You know, I mean, I'm a sensitive, dainty person. If I want like <laughs> notes like, you're doing great. You could change this, but you're still doing great. Yeah. Like, I just want a nice Yeah, yeah you shit just sandwich. sandwich it with yeah. confidence. Yeah, because I sometimes. Like, no, I get you. Yeah, <laughs> it's the way of the world. Uh, sometimes if you get too many negative notes, it just squelches all your abilities like mm. did you find that working on um, Wexford Plaza Joyce did you have mentors around you yeah yeah I think um the like the crew that I worked with Maya Bankovic I've been collaborating with her since film school she's she's amazing and um she was the the first person that I I showed the outline to we we went to Bellwood's um and uh, that's where I work. <laughs> okay, see it all. You funded my project. <laughs> well, I connected. Help in that very small way. So <laughs> that two dollar tip that you got funded something. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so I showed, showed showed her the outline, and she was the first person that her eyes lit up when she read the idea and. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt um, I really needed at that, those initial stages um, to see people react and to laugh at some of the, the jokes that were in the script mm-hmm. and to, to just, just have a reaction, you know? Yeah. And so I think that, that was very... I f- felt like that was very validating um, and very, very important during those initial stages because it, it tells you that... Your, your idea has some legs, you know. It might not have all the legs. It might not be, you know, completely fleshed out yet. But th- that figment of what you showed someone, there's something valuable there that they enjoyed. And mm-hmm. the same reaction happened when I showed my producer, Matt Grayson, who's in the audience here somewhere. But, but yeah, so those validating kind of moments... I found really, really helpful in the initial stages of creation. Yeah, because we can be our own cheerleaders, but it's nice to take a break every once in a while <laughs> have somebody else go, you can do it. What about you, Ali? What's you, who are your uh, cheerleaders? He's and... right there. Yeah, right? The guy oh, and the... he's on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> who are you the texting, father Dad? with the tears? He's probably he's tweeting, tweeting a for you. Uh, who are your mentors and cheerleaders other than um, the pops? Honestly, like, my friends, my family, my dog... Yeah. Was there anything that happened that gave you like that leg up at that right time that you, you know, those days when you're like, ah, oh, maybe I'll just get a job at Grand and Toy. It, and it, it Grand Toy doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> That's when I was looking for work. <laughs> and now I'll think, I don't know, what is my go to now if I'm not going to work? I was like, maybe, I think maybe I'll hibernate. Now I think I'll just go away. And like, what happened to Naomi Sneegas? I hear she just She's lives in a, a cave somewhere. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it Rockford. <laughs> it happens over and over and over again. Like I, I find that every time I'm kind of reaching the end of my savings, my credit card, <laughs> like everything is just kind of slowing down. Like at the last possible moment. I book a job. Yeah. Like something amazing comes along. It's the old universe taking yeah, care it, of it. Yeah, just, it just always happens that way. And then you're busy and you're busy and you're busy. And then, you know, six months later, like nothing for another six months. It, there's just so many ups and downs in this industry. Like it's just constantly a roller coaster of emotion. And you yeah. just have to like... It's a fun ride, right? Stay. You just have to keep on. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Was there a tipping point for you, Friday? Um, for... Like when you were like, I think I might have to do something other than in oh, this I industry. Oh, I did do that. I left the industry for four years. Um, when uh, I had uh, uh, my daughter at around the age 39, and at one point I said, okay, I have to get out of this industry because it's the best for her. And I, uh, you know, got a helping hand <clears throat> and went work for four years in, a, in an office and nearly died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then when the first opportunity to get the hell out... And come back, I did. And yeah. at that point, it was like kicking the pants. You know what? I can't just uh, do this. I need to, I'm going to be a decorator, work towards that. It's just said that I am that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. And um, so, yeah, I think that... What um, was that project that took you back and out of the office? Uh, well, it was a, a friend coming to me and saying, you know, it's the industry is booming. You should come back. You know, I think you're unhappy. Yeah. And I said, great, I'll take the job. And came back into uh, uh, NABET, who's sponsoring this, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> came back in and, um, and then just started um, saying, hey, calling all my old production designers and saying, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And they were really good. They said, sure, let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's do a film together. I think there's a moment where you stop thinking of Joe Jobs and you start going, this is my job job, and you have to put everything into it. Yeah. Did that happen for you, Rocky? Um, well, I was working at a nonprofit for a while before I... Yeah, when I, I, la- I left and, and started to do comedy. I mean, comedy... I mean, you don't really make money doing comedy. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you can sell jokes on the street for five cents, <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a long week. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, but yeah, I, I pursued that, and I, when I got into the Bob Curry Fellowship at Second City after I'd done the conservatory, that was sort of like something that was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this now. And then I was hired by them, so I was lucky enough to work for them for uh, a year or two years, doing their um, uh, their uh, family shows and their and their uh, education shows. So. Yeah, that's kind of like when I decided, okay, this is this is the moves. These are the moves I'm making. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I still I still have uh, Joe job because honestly, it's just it takes off the pressure of uh, feeling like when I go to auditions that like I have to I have to book this or I need this commercial. I need this money. It is so smart to keep a second job in this industry. Honestly, it doesn't it doesn't always. Feel great. <laughs> no, no, no. But not even yeah. just, not like no. even if it's not serving like yeah. a paid job. Like when I booked my first movie, I made the mistake of like quitting everything. I was like, I'm right. done. I'm an actor now. This is it. And yeah. I spent four years just doing acting. And then I was 25, and I was going insane. Like I, I just couldn't think about anything else. And I, I, 
I realized then that I really needed stuff like on the side, whether it's a job or something that I'm passionate about. Like I work with animals, doing volunteer work, and I like I really need something to wake up in the morning and do that's not acting. Mm-hmm. Like, that keeps me sane and reminds me that I'm a human person. Yeah, because it's hard. You're asking for um, gratification and career structure from people that shouldn't be in charge. Like, you should be in charge of your own life. And if you have your own outside sources. Do you have something like that, Sarah? Yeah, well, I mean, after I graduated from film school, I was like, well, I really miss acting because I had been acting before I went to film school and I was like I'll just be an actor now (laughs) and uh, little did I know it uh, was not that easy and I that's where so I I had these producing skills that I had um, uh, found at Ryerson and um, and then when I wasn't booking acting jobs immediately out of school I was like oh I guess I just have to start producing work for myself Mm -hmm. as an actor and that took some of the pressure off um, just feeling uh, like I wasn't in control of anything, at least if if I'm um, producing and I'm writing, like I always have that project to work on. Mm. I Nobody can have stop that. you from doing that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that is, yeah, when I feel like, oh God, I'm never going to book anything ever again, I I just remind myself like, no, I these are the things that I am in control of and this is what I can be really you know passionate about and put my energy into. Mm. Yeah. yeah, does that resonate for you, Rocky? Oh yeah, totally. I wasn't. That, that's why I was like, if, if I if I put so much pressure on myself to do well in these auditions that I would get, um, it, I would I would just become like a puddle. <laughs> like I just it, it wouldn't be great. I, I needed to be working on my own thing so that I had something else to think about and to work towards. And that to me, that was like the bigger deal. Like I don't care if I like if I book something on a huge television show, never happened, don't know if well, let's find out. But <laughs> hey, um, that's not positive thinking m- at no, all. Positive. What's going on over there? Yeah, no, but like, you know, I would still be like, oh cool, but I was still like, yeah, but I'm still working on my project. Like yeah. it just I kept thinking like m- my project is my my passion thing. This is the thing, my voice, my point of view, my perspective with people I want to work with. And so that's what I'm I'm gearing towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Joyce? Is that is that the same for you? Um, yeah, my I moonlight as a branded doc cinematographer. Say that again. What? Well, uh, yeah, like you know, branded docs. The um, like you know, they cover um, Union Station with you know sunlight ads, and then is anybody else in the dark without what? this? I thought you said branded dogs for the first no. time. So I was oh, like, I would, I would who's branding dogs? <laughs> Those poor no, creatures. The docs, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I also work as a cinematographer, and oh. um, that uh, is definitely what's paying my income, right? By, or right, contributing right. to my income right now. And um, yeah, no, it, it's great because you kind of switch off um, most of that story brain, but you you keep the the visual aspects, you know, intact, and and it's very very technical. Um, you can kind of lose yourself in the lighting and the you know, just, uh, just a lot of the technical aspects of it. Um, and it also keeps you sharp, I think. Like, mm-hmm. do, I feel like it's important to, you know, work in something that's um, in the periphery of, like, the, the film or entertainment industry so there's a bit of crossover as well, you know. 
Yeah, I well, I worked um, at a film production company for a while, and I worked at TIFF after I graduated school, um, and then I and then I just I quit and didn't do anything for a little while. I, do, I won't say didn't do anything, but I just I was like, I need a break. Mm-hmm. I have some savings, and and I just that's the time that I came up with the idea for Great Great Great. But now I also work part time as a server, and it it is, doesn't feel great all the time, um, but but it does uh, remind me that. I'm just a regular person and mm-hmm. uh, and it's just funny to like you know maybe you win an award one night and the next night you have people yelling at you because they didn't get their food fast enough keeps and you're you, like yeah keeps you grounded I'm just like a grounded regular person right. <laughs> it flips so fast yeah it yeah, flips so yeah. fast and if I can just add like as a creator I have you know I have a lot of uh, ideas ideas and yeah. things have come from just yeah, serving or just keeping keeping grounded. <laughs> yeah, just seeing people. It allows you to interact with so many different people, and it's just yeah, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you have any Joe jobs before you started designing? I mean, in that hell office, that wasn't really that was like a hiatus. But did you do any kind of Joe jobs that Friday? Um, well, when there was a huge downturn in the film industry, I went back to bartending. I think I worked under the table and <clears throat> paid. You know, some the, one of the grips, uh, her, his wife looked after my daughter while I worked because none of us had work. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it was hard. And that's when you all come together and sort of try and struggle through it. But we knew we were going to go back to it. Like mm-hmm. it's going to get back, get better someday. It's going to get better. But that's what a lot of people in this industry don't. Well, these youngsters over here, they don't don't remember is that there was a huge downturn. Guys, there used to be a place called Grand and Toy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. There's this whole other world you don't know about. Yes. I remember it's Grand dreamy. I worked so at Grand Dish Toy when I was six. Seriously, oh, I did. It was awful. Um, <laughs> that's it. so. So, what's your idea then, Friday? What's your idea of success? Oh, um, like, I, do you feel like you're in a level of like, oh, I'm I'm successful. I've quote unquote made it. I don't know if I I've made it, but I certainly want to continue on this path. I don't mm-hmm. want to do particularly something else just now. I mean, mm-hmm. I like I like to get another job decorating. I'd like to get another um, uh, nomination. I'd like to get on with that. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I'm good at it, and I want to get better at it, and I want to keep going, you know, yeah. getting better at I it. I love hearing that because there's so much doubt in our industry, too, of just going, I think I can do this. I don't... And, where you find that confidence is tricky sometimes. So it's good to just say that out loud. It's good to own the titles of writer, director, actor, designers. Uh, what, what are your ideas what are of success when you feel like, oh, no, I've really accomplished something? It's confusing, right, Sarah? Yeah, I guess I look confused. Yeah, you yeah. did. For those of you at home, she had a real funny face on. <laughs> I know. I can't hide how I feel. Um, uh, what is my idea of... Well, I mean, yeah, when we got the nomination, I was uh, yeah watching the Facebook live feed at home because I was like, maybe we'll get nominated. I don't know. It's a long shot. And then they say your name, and I, I was like, <laughs> it was It's just very surreal. And you hear Rocky in the back going, wee! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another friend of mine said that he went, woo! Uh, and so that felt nice that there were people there acknowledging us. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it, but it still feels, 
not to discount it, the nomination anyway, but it still feels fleeting. Mm. Um, so I still feel like, okay, well, what is the next thing that I'm going to work on? When you know people say, oh, this is so great, you have this nomination, congratulations, what are you working on next? And, yeah. and I'm like, okay, so I have to have an answer to that. And so I am... It's not I, enough. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, 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 that's what people always want to know, So, which is fine. Um, and so I, I am working on developing another feature idea. Um, in the meantime, I'm uh, working on a short film idea because it takes so long to make a feature. So I want to um, make a short in the meantime and, and do comedy because I, I really love comedy. It's and the best. It's the best. It's the best it's world the best. ever. Yeah. So anyway. What's your idea, Ali, of like success or ever having made it? Are you kidding? I made it here. Oh, yeah. She won the award. No, I'm, not cha- I'm not challenging you. I'm just asking for the reiteration. Oh, there, it's there is no, there's no like top. You're just like climbing this staircase forever. So like, there's never been a time, or there could there ever be anything in the future that you're like, oh, this is a this is a goal of mine, or this is a success pillar for um, me. I don't know. I think. It's just such a slow burn. This industry is such a slow burn. Like, you you really, like, even your, like, when you reach your goals, it's just, like, it, it, acting is, like, you get a job, and you work for maybe three days, three weeks, three months, and then when you're done that job, you are literally nobody again and back to square one and you're back to like going into the audition rooms and saying like please hire me because I'm out of work again um like there's no especially in Canada like um you know people aren't just like throwing job offers at me anyway (laughs) maybe other people they are I don't know um but it's like yeah every time uh something amazing happens and you work on a great project um and then it's over Mm -hmm. and then you're literally back to square one like just looking for what's next and you know this you just really have to enjoy these moments which is why I'm really enjoying this (laughs) this is great thank you so much for having me (laughs) there's free food too I don't know food there's free coffee yeah all that free (laughs) what about you Rocky do you have like a an idea of a, a dream goal um I think I think maybe I'll, I want to try directing, and maybe that... Hey, will you hire me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah hired. <laughs> um, anyone else? Um, me, me, me. And, <laughs> yes, okay. Um, yeah, I, I would like to try that, and, and uh, whether it is successful or not successful, <laughs> I think that'll feel successful for me, because I'm, I'm trying something, and, I mean, when I tried, when I did producing... I was like, yeah, that, that'll be fine. I'll produce. And it, it was not. It's hard. It's very difficult. Really I, call, I was calling Sarah, being like, do you know what this means? I was calling different women I knew in the industry. What was the thing that you didn't know? Uh, something about insurance or something. I don't know it's what I was... It's just like boring technical oh, it's, it's so stuff, boring. But you, don't but you have know. to know just to move forward. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt pretty successful after I finished all those, handed all that stuff into CBC and was like, peace. Like, that's done. Yeah. Isn't you know? that funny that you work on your crea- uh, creatively and then the thing that you feel victorious about is like some sort of technical yeah. like yeah I did that grant yeah. Like, yeah, yeah 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 I get it what about you Joyce um I think my favorite moments are um during screenings when um 
when people laugh at the jokes that you yeah. put into the film. I think, um, so for, um, when we screened in Torino, um, it, was, it was the first time the film ever saw the outside of, you know, my computer screen, literally. And, um, and, it, and the, the first time, our world premiere was a subtitled world premiere. And so I remember me and my producer were, like, sitting in the audience going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I hope the, the jokes translate. Right. And then It was subtitled in, in, in your Italian, world? In Italian, Italian. Oh, in Italian. Yeah, right. and so it was, it was a packed audience, you know, like, uh, like a 300-person, like a royal kind of um, space. And then just that, that first moment when the audience started um, laughing at the jokes, but, but you, you kind of feel them, you know, just registering with the film. That, that, that I find those moments just so validating because I feel like, you know, I, I started making films because I was an awkward nerd and I wanted to connect to people. And, um, and like, those moments are kind of the most visceral kind of points of connection. There's, like, 300 people, like, connecting with these ideas that, um, you know, you wrote down on a piece of paper five years ago, you know? So it's... I think those moments are just, just very validating and, and so soul-fulfilling. Yeah, I love that. Sarah, do you have something to add to that? Oh, yeah, it just reminded me of when uh, we premiered Great, Great, Great at the Canadian Film Fest. And, it, yeah, it was the first time. <laughs> it was the first time we screened in front of a big audience. And, uh, and I remember just sitting there in my dress and just sweating so profusely. <laughs> because I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And my parents were in the audience. And, I like, this is a movie where there's... Uh, sex, sexuality and nudity and, and my family's there. Things got all my, super nude in Great Great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, and yeah, like all my work friends are there and I was just like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Um, and then there was a short film screen before our movie, which I, I'm sorry, I don't remember it at all. And, uh, and then again, as soon as we got the first laugh in the first scene, I was like, thank God. God, mm. it, like they understood the tone and they were on board, and then it was just like it was just a, a gift watching it after that. Yeah, it was the it was it's the like best. a wave of relief. Exactly. Kind of watches. But yeah, I also yeah. had the opposite thing <laughs> in Arkansas. Well, yeah, not really. Balance this out. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we we had a screening in a, in a festival in um, a town called Bentonville, and um, after the screening. A woman stood up and put her hand up, and and everyone that comes to the the film festival there, um, they're community members, and um, they don't really watch a lot of uh, indie film. And so she put her hand up, and she's like, "I don't know if I liked your film, but it made me feel something." <laughs> That's great. Thank That's you. Great. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, okay." That's the, yeah. Cool. We should feedback like, question or yeah. comment. Great, great, great. Yeah. So I was like. I, I was actually glad she. I also she, love that yeah, she wanted to yeah. stand up and say that, like, yeah. not just keep that to herself. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing because that's the thing. Like, you don't need people to, or I, I don't need yeah. people to absolutely yeah. love my movie, but yeah. as long as they want to engage with it yeah. and talk to me about it, that's so gratifying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I and I admire all of you to put yourself all publicly forward like that and open to these sort of vast generalizations that the people say to you. You know. You know, I don't know. And it's like, I would just be terrified. It's just like, <laughs> I'd rather you just, you know, sit me down quietly in a room and tell me what's wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. The I admire all members, of you. One at a time, the audience members just come down. It's so like, right. I'd like to talk to you privately <laughs> about your movie. The, the scariest thing is indifference. You don't want to, like, put five years of your life into something and, yeah. and have people be like, mm, I forgot as soon as I left the oh, theater. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be awful. Yeah. 
I mean, speaking, I, the thing that rec- I recognized um, last night in the uh, CSA Awards was the representation of women. Like, there was one category, I think it was directors, that was majority women. Have you seen, like, a drastic change in the little, last little while, Friday? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think I've mentioned it before that, um, well, Holly Dale won last night, yep. and I worked with her on Mary Kills People, which she won for, and I loved that experience. I don't, you know, that, that was such a female-empowering show. I mean, all the, you know, the above the line and the below the line, tons of women. Um, and, uh, um, and Anne with an E, they, I think they specifically, I don't know if they specifically went to, they never said that, but I think every director save one was female. And, um, and I just found that incredible. I thought that was, a, and almost all the producers are, mm-hmm. are, are female. Um, now, uh, I hope moving forward that there's more of this and uh, I, the diversity is, is ever-changing in yeah. this industry, right? Yeah, I feel like uh, maybe five years ago, I was, every time I'd speak to women who were actors, I'd be like, it's our job to write and direct. It's our job to put that out. And it's so fantastic to see this panel and see the representation of people moving forward. Do you guys feel, do you ever feel like a woman on set? Do you ever feel like a woman in, the, in a writer's room? I mean, I, with my movie, I I was the or one of the producers, so mm-hmm. I feel like I've made maybe not consciously, but I've made choices where uh, I I've just I put myself in control, um, and so I haven't had to be I don't know what am I trying to say, but yeah, I haven't had to have that feeling mm-hmm. that you're describing because it's just been my project. Yeah, it's and, just yours. Yeah, and and I get to make those. Did you choices, find that too, yeah. Joyce? Yeah, um, it, it was very kind of interesting. Um, we so I had a female um, cinematographer, and um, and our lead is female, and um, my producer is male, and our production designer is a guy Adam Belanger, and so I, so I was talking about like lens choices and you know um, in cameras with Maya. While I was talking about, you know, what earrings my lead actress should wear with this, like, male production designer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, talking to my producer about what kind of, like, food we should eat. Right. Know? So it was, like, kind of, like, a bit of a, a different kind of dynamic with what is traditionally known as kind of, like, feminine, like, tasks yeah. versus kind of masculine kind of tasks. But... I definitely do feel like when, when you work with a predominantly, um, like a group of creative people that are predominantly female versus male, like when you, when you work with guys, you kind of go into the room and then you immediately, you kind of have to like establish the hierarchy, you know, you like, there's like this like invisible hierarchy, all these guys are trying to like clamor up, <laughs> uh, so you kind of have to like, you know, uh, fit into that, but with, with women, um, the, the experiences I have, um, you, you go into a room and everyone's trying to figure out how they can contribute rather than trying to, like, climb up this yardstick. It's yeah. like, you know. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I definitely feel the dynamic is different. Yeah. Rocky, did you find your team uh, diversity in uh, gender um, contribution? Um, yeah, I can only really echo what Joyce and Sarah have said because, again, I was mostly in control of the project, and Jeff, who was the other co-producer, is such a champion and a champion of, of me and the work and the writing. And everyone that I worked with on set, and Jenna, the, the director, was 
they just bought in right away. They were so on board with the project. There was never any ego involved. It was just like, how can we execute this the best way possible? Mm. So I never really, um, ex- hap- like, really lucky that I never experienced that. And, um, you know, moving forward, I-, I can echo what Joyce has said about um, collaboration or, like, feeling like we're working through a, pro- a problem or we're going to work through this versus this idea is better than this idea or what what idea <laughs> or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ali, how about you? Do you have, um, I've been super lucky. So my agent in Toronto is a dude, but my U.S. team is women. So I'm, like, surrounded by these, like, spectacular and very different women. Like, when I go to L.A., I'm just, like, part of this, like, power squad. Um, my agent is, like, Louboutins and Prada bag and just, like, so fabulous. And then my manager is, like, very bohemian and, like, no makeup and, like, so cool and, like, all about art films. And, uh, yeah, so I have, I'm lucky to have, like, a female, amazing female team um, and have worked with, like, incredible female directors. Um, so I just did the U.S. remake of this U.K. show called Misfits. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, I'm... The remake of the Marilyn Monroe? Uh, no, no, no. no. Um, the, the UK TV show, show Misfits, which is superpowers. Um, what are you thinking? Anyway. It first yeah. appeared at Grand and Toy <laughs> Friday. Yeah, it was a um, viewing there. Uh, yeah, and it was like my freaking dream role. Um, and I worked with Vic Mahoney, who's this amazing, amazing, like strong female director. Um, and I just find that as an actor, like... Working with a female director, like, men and women are very different. And as an... I've heard. (laughs) Yeah. And as, like, an emotional, very emotional (laughs) being, like, I just find that working with a female director, like, they're they're able to to connect with me and, and point me in a direction that a man might not be able to understand. And, like, okay, my friend Sophie Kennedy-Clark, who's a much more successful actress than I am, um, worked with this female director, and she was telling me that she had this scene where she was supposed to open an envelope, and it was, like, nothing. Like, she was just, whatever, just open the envelope. And she's supposed to, like, look surprised or something. And she did it a bunch of times, and it was fine. But then the director came up to her and said, Sophie, I want you to open the envelope like you're late for your period. And she was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it just completely changed yeah. for her. Like, it, there's no way that a man would ever think of that to tell you as a woman. But it's, a, like, it, it becomes specific. so specific, so deeply personal. Like, it just, it brings your performance to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like, so I just think it's amazing that, you know, there's so many incredible female directors that are able to, like, have more opportunities to, like, work with me, please hire me. <laughs> I mean, and it's interesting. Uh, yeah, Friday, do you want to add something? I, I do want to add something. I just want to talk about another section, you know, section of people that I work with a lot of technicians who, uh, um, and there are still huge barriers. I just want to talk a little more mm-hmm. negatively, but there are huge barriers in the technical world. I mean, you're talking about some great women DOPs, and I've met a few and all that stuff. Um, we have uh, many roles in, in set decoration to be specific, and, and all the others. And there are great... Um, uh, they've made great headway, but 
there there are still areas in film that you know women just don't approach mm-hmm. you know and and I really encourage them to 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 do it like in our audience we have a boom op that's a woman and a props builder that's a, a woman and and you know these women taking these roles and doing these jobs is really important um and so you know these these roles that aren't you know producing and directing and all that stuff yes you guys hiring these mm-hmm. women to do these jobs is still really important to do that that kind of uh, positive hiring policy. Yeah, there's a responsibility. Yeah, exactly. To, uh, to the next generation of creators. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because sometimes I'll find technically if I'm producing <clears throat> a live show and my partner Matt Barham's there, they'll directly the tech people directly talk to him. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to me, and I'm like, this is also my show. In fact, I had a guest once, and they weren't even in charge of the show, and the tech person still talked to them. And I was like, no, I have the information <laughs> oh, that you need. There's yeah. so many weird yeah. little moments. But that's moments changing, like right? That. That's also going, just, just to make you aware. you know. And as creators, do you find yourself instinctually writing for women and creating for women, or do you find that it's a, there's a balance? Uh, I mean, I'm <laughs> right now. I'm mostly writing for myself, uh, yeah. so I'm writing for women, which is uh, great. I mean, sometimes yeah. I find myself writing, and I go, "Wait a second, that role could be a woman," and I still have to flip my brain. Oh, well, for me, I find the challenging thing is because I'm so programmed. I feel to uh, write a story if it's about a woman, then there has to be a love interest, a male love interest, and and that's what I'm trying to de program mm-hmm. myself from from um, immediately going to as a, as a storyline. Like what happens if it's a female love interest? Is yeah, that, female love interest. Yeah. Or just it doesn't have to be a Or love no interest. love interest, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I have a dog. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or like how Lady Bird wasn't, it sort of set up those right. uh, relationships with um, her and her boyfriends, but it wasn't, that's not what the film was about, um, which I really loved. It was very refreshing mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what about you gals down there writing-wise? I just think that... Um, just having women write the stories um, helps kind of push away this idea that women are objects of arousal in cinema, which is kind of what the canon has had for, you know, for the last, you know, how many years because of um, just that very, very kind of aggressive male gaze. And so I think it's just instinctual for female creators to not, you know, not do that because we don't really see ourselves as, you know, objects of, you know, arousal when we, you know, see ourselves in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, I think a lot of it is, is, is instinctual. Yeah. Rocky? Yeah, I, I completely agree. We uh, wrote five more uh, episodes for The Note to Self, which are coming out in a month or so. And when I pitched the ideas, um, and I pitched nine ideas, and they chose five. And I... Didn't realize. Who's, who's they? Like CBC. CBC. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> and it, I didn't realize until um, I was writing out the thing and I was thinking about who to cast that they were all women. I had written every single role as a woman. We paid all cast women. Yeah. And I was like, huh? I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose at all. It was just where I was at. The ideas that I had. I think of the nine ideas, eight of them were all female-driven, uh, and none of them are about love interests. And I was just realizing that when we were talking about it. But I think that that's just from taking from your own experience exactly what you said. Like, you don't see yourself, in, however you see yourself, and what you feel um, like writing about is what you'll write about. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it's, it's bad to write about love interests or this or that, whatever. Just where you at. 
Uh, we have some time for questions from the audience. Um, I think somebody's going to grab a microphone and come to you. Uh, I'll pause because this might shock you that you're allowed to ask questions and you might want to devise something. Um, so if you do have a question, put up your hand and uh, we'll throw a mic your way. Uh, but what's coming up next for you guys? Uh, Joyce? I'm writing a feature right now. What's that? Oh, I'm writing a feature. What is it? No, you're right. You're right. There's a storm coming. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, writing a feature. Yeah. Um, it, it's about uh, female powerlifters. So oh, female oh, what? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've been um, participating in powerlifting competitions. It's a bit of research at the moment. I love I, that. I won a gold medal last weekend. Yeah, you Congratulations. did. Congratulations. That's so awesome. That's amazing. Hey, I'm going to start working out. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. Come to my gym. We'll work out together. <laughs> i got to build my pipes. <laughs> Fantastic. What about you, Rocky? Um, I'm working on like a buddy-buddy comedy with a friend. Uh, yeah, it's in development. We're just, we're working through it. It's about like uh, the side hustle. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Allie? I just found out that Misfits was not picked up. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh. Are you serious? Yeah. Can what? you believe that? I just know. Now? It's such a shame. Like, just right now. I'm what do you kidding. mean? Like, as we were sitting no, here, no, no, you no, got I'm a kidding, text? Kidding, kidding. Like, a few weeks ago. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> but you're not with you. I actually found... Or actually, it was a bit longer than that because I found out on the same day that Misfits was not getting picked up or that I was, like, casually being released um, to go look for another... Another project. And then I found out later that day that I was nominated for a CSA, and I was like, oh, well. That's like life in a <laughs> day, right? Life the in best a day. in the world. <laughs> day in the life. Um, yeah, so I just, I'm back and forth from LA, like just looking for the next project mm-hmm. and really, really focusing on my music. Yeah, nice. Sarah? Um, well, like I was saying, I have a, I'm working on the very early stages of a feature and uh, trying to get a short film off the ground in the next uh, month or so. But yeah, for my next feature, I want to make a horror film. Um, okay. Yeah, I really want to go into genre because I'm... Uh, I don't watch a lot of genre films. I stick to my, you know, indie films, foreign cinema and stuff. But I feel like genre uh, and horror specifically is a really interesting way of exploring themes and ideas uh, without, like, feeling like you're shoving it down someone's throat. Um, Yeah, films like A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night... Um, I don't know if you guys know that film. It's an Iranian. I didn't know that was a, the title. I was oh, just okay. like, yeah, yeah, that's it's, what we do. Uh, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> we walk home yeah. tonight, and it's horrifying. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, you should see this movie. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's an Iranian. I sometimes hear the soundtrack when I'm walking home, like, <laughs> 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 like yeah, it's not um, good. Yeah, no, it's an Iranian vampire western, and it's like one of <laughs> Can't my. Can't believe we haven't seen it. It's amazing. I it's bet it so is. good. It's yeah. one of my favorite films from the past few years. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm using as a reference for my next movie. What about you, Friday? I'm applying for a job. Okay, all right. So we've got some designers. Yeah. Any questions that have percolated here from the audience? Well, really? Have we answered them all for you? Yes, at the back. Okay, sure. Yeah. Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm a writer. Um, I am going to piggyback the question before this one. Um, And don't get mad, people. I'm about to paraphrase somebody um, who was kind of mean to me one day. He said that... uh, um, he's not excited about movies that uh, star a female lead. And I was like, Angelina Jolie and, and Charlize Theron. And he was like, no, I'm excited about Tom Cruise and that sort of thing. Right. And I was thinking, as a writer, how do I get men excited about the movies that I write? 
And does anyone have any advice apart from making like Mission Impossible starring a woman? Otherwise, the script is exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell them you're making a horror movie. I, like, literally everyone that I've spoken to in, like, casually mentioning, oh, I want my next movie to be a horror movie. Every guy's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, <laughs> uh, have you seen this movie? Oh, can I, what, what are your, have you seen this? Oh, you should definitely see this. They're like, they just light up. And I was like, whoa, that's really yeah, interesting. they think that there's going to be a woman running through the woods covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. And that's, naked. That is like, that's not going to happen in my movie. Um, it's going to be a feminist horror film. But if the hook, thank you. Uh, but if the, the hook is the genre, then you know you've got half that's half the battle that's a great question though how do you i mean that's like saying you know something like baroness is just for for women but it's not like there's guys that are loving that show just as much is there anything that you would say uh about how to make men interested in female driven movies oh that's a hard one isn't it (laughs) i feel like like nordicity and stuff they're like they're working on that on the (laughs) report and um, <laughs> no one. <laughs> it was a reference okay, that I didn't understand, but I just <laughs> smiled. Yeah, so. um, oh, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't think you should lie about what you're working on <laughs> either. <laughs> I think that's a great rule. To yeah, because I mean, sure. there there are some people I feel like that are a bit of a lost cause. You know, the MRAs that are on Reddit that. Talk yeah. about SJWs every day, like you know. I I really don't think that we're not going to win, win them, them over. over. <laughs> right. So I feel like it's about know your audience. Yeah, know right. your audience, and then build your audience um, where you can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you trick them into like enjoying yeah. something. They'll be like, "Wait a second, this is a female-driven movie," yeah. just by chance. And I think that that one of the things about Hollywood is is that they they think that that they have to keep feeding the monster of you know the the big action pictures and the big right. that that there's there's, there's always going to be a bunch of money for those and as long as there are people out there still interested in telling great stories and and making great um films that are about people or about interesting characters i think there will be an audience for it i mean uh, I yeah. don't. I, I think just don't bloody listen yeah, just, to that. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Go somewhere Forget else. That. There's enough people that are interested. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any other questions from here? Remember that question that I was asking? You're like, oh, I'm going to ask. No. All right then. You can always catch us up yeah, afterwards too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Please. Thank you. I want to salute all of the women that have the guts to just get out and do it, and that's my advice for everybody. Uh, just build a tribe and do it uh, and to um, celebrate our bravery and our commitment to wonderful, humorous Canadian comedies. Uh, you're all amazing. So my question is, the, uh, the most important one piece of advice you would give to everybody that you've learned so far in your journey? Well, that took my question away. So thank you for that. Like, that's, we're going to wrap that up. Yeah, what is something that you would give as advice or maybe something you would tell your younger self to propel you to the next project? Um, Sarah? Yeah, when I was um, in the throes of developing the script for Great, Great, Great and really feeling like, oh, God, this is, like, this has to be perfect, this has to be perfect, and uh, feeling really, really precious about it, um, someone told me, you know what? this is not the last movie you're ever going to make. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> uh, and it sort of took this, this pressure and this burden off that it, like, I didn't have to get it absolutely perfect. I just had to get it made. 
And that's what I, I try to remember going into every project that I don't have to treat everything as if it's the most precious thing ever. Right. Um, it, I, the most important thing is just getting it out there. Yeah, I think that's a great thing because it's a muscle, right? It's like when yeah. I was doing Second City for six nights a week, you get really not precious about improv because you're doing it so much. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of having that muscle for another capacity. Yeah, what else, any other advice to your younger self or advice to people? Yeah, I, I, I think it's about finding, finding the people that support you. That, you know, if you've got you know, the negative coming at you, just keep moving on and find the thing, the people that support you mm-hmm. and, and go for it, right? Yeah, I love that we said before is like, look to the folks that have taught you and become that person too. And why would you ever have somebody in your yeah. tribe, as you said, that doesn't support or validate mm-hmm. you? And yeah, build your, build your team. Uh, Joyce? Yeah, I agree with what um, Sarah was saying too about this idea of perfection paralysis. Um, you know, those... Um, there's all of those to-do self-help books that say done is better than perfect. Or, no, wait, that's not the right quote. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, perfect is great. Perfect is great. but Done but, is better for than perfect. It might be yeah. my motto. Yeah, maybe like, done is better than not done. Those dishes are done. done. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this, this idea of perfection paralysis, it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. Like, so what advice would you give yourself then? Um, I think to just not be afraid to get your hands dirty and to to get started on it, iterate on it, um, get like a, get something on paper or um, just started so you can improve on it rather mm-hmm. than just sitting there with an idea and it kind of just spinning circles in your brain. Yeah, just start. Yeah. Rocky? Fake it till you make it. That's my advice. Right. And that's how I've been living <laughs> my life. Faking it till yeah. I've been Good making slogan. it. Yeah. And, and is try, that something and you would look back on like uh, and give your advice to yourself? Just keep faking it? It would just be like trust your gut. When you know yeah. you know there'd be times like oh my god, like even in university when I a question went up in class or something. At, well, I studied environmental science, and I'd be like, oh, I know, I, I have something to ask about this, or I don't drive with this, and I wouldn't ask my question. It's like, why not? Why don't you? And I think in comedy, it really pushes you to just be like, dive right in, trust your gut. Just if you're, Even if you don't know, in improv especially, if you don't know what you're going to say, just get out there and start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's really helped me, I think, in my writing and in, in comedy in, in, in general. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allie? <clears throat> Any uh, advice to your younger the self? The advice to my younger self would probably be go to university. <laughs> Get a real job. Uh, if you find something else to do, learn a skill. <laughs> yeah, learn a skill. Do anything but acting. But now that you're in this, this pit oh, of acting. There's literally nothing else that I know how to do or could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm stuck with this. Um, no, I would probably just say, like, you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> Keep it up. Yeah. I think there's a, le- a huge level of just not giving up. We, oh, have, a, we yeah. have a rule yeah. with my husband and I is uh, you can't give up and you can't get bitter and you can't hold hands on garbage day because the garbage cans make it really awkward to hold hands on the sidewalk. So those are three <laughs> rules that I live by. But not giving up is huge. And uh, I think like the advice that you've given to, today just about how to keep going and how to persevere is really uh, stellar. So I really, I really want to thank all of you oh, at this thank panel. You. Thank you so much. Go see Wexford Plaza, Note to Self, Cardinal, great, 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 and Anne with an E. 
support everybody. This is a real chance for you guys to be active in support of not only these uh, fine, fine artists, but of Firecracker Department and... Uh, Put your finger on your phone. Subscribe to our iTunes. Go to our uh, Twitter and Instagram at FirecrackerDEPT. Have a listen to our past um, interviews. They're so fantastic, and each one is inspiring for different ways. I get such great feedback from people like all over the world, from like Malaysia and Berlin and Israel, people commenting about how these co- um, conversations are inspiring them, and I'd love to have feedback from you. Uh, big thanks to Carousel Pictures and to Grayson Matthews and to the Firecracker Department team. Couldn't do this without it. I mean, couldn't do this as a one-person show. We need a whole team of people. And uh, I really want to thank you guys. I want to thank you for the energy that you put into your careers for our community, but uh, for sharing that with us today. So thanks so much. And thank you for joining us this morning. <laughs>